0: Thank you for joining us for another episode of That Solo Life, the podcast for PR pros and marketers who work for themselves, like me, Michelle Kane, and my as ever wonderful co-host, Karen Swim of Solo PR Pro. How are you doing today, Karen?
1: Hi, Michelle. Great. Thank you. How are you doing?
0: (laughs) I'm doing pretty
1: well. Pretty well, you know,
0: getting through the day. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) I can't complain. Yeah, yeah, things are going pretty well. It's uh, September is hopping, you know, depending on when this hits our podcast. I can't believe the month is almost halfway over. It's a little crazy. It,
1: yeah, as we're recording this, it's the middle of the month already and it's gone by very yeah. fast, which is a nice change to August, which seemed to be four years long. So I'm okay with that. <laughs>
0: That is very true, very true. I think the heat probably had something to do with that, but we're not here to talk about the weather or the calendars. Today, we're going to talk about working with different generations in the workplace, whether it's your colleagues or your client contacts. You know, we've got in the workplace, we still have boomers, Gen X, millennials, Gen Zs coming in. Four different generations, and we all bring different experiences, work styles, expectations. So we're going to tell a little bit about that today. I find it kind of interesting, although I'll start off with a disclaimer of, you know, as I was researching this, most articles, of course, totally stepped over Gen X, my lovely independent, we'll take care of ourselves. (laughs) It always seems to be a battle of the, and and then there's the silent generation too, right? There is a silent generation,
1: and especially now when we have labor shortages in so many places, you're seeing retirees either not retire or return to the workforce. And so, yeah, you really do have a multi generational workforce. And you know, let's not forget. I think that the Gen Zers, the you know, some of they're 25, so they're in the workforce. Yeah. Yeah. So it's it's a challenge for employers because you really today have to have a very different approach to managing so many generations and their style of working, their communication style, and their attitudes about work. So as an employer, it really requires a very modernized approach to management that's more personalized than ever. And I think I think that will be interesting to see how we develop leaders in the future. But for us solos, it's, you know, we can think of ourselves as leaders as well, because not only are we leading our own companies, but we are in a leadership role as a consultant to our clients. And so we have to also manage all of those generations. And Mm -hmm. I think that it can be an exciting challenge But if we're really honest, it also has its own set of frustrations because it's almost like you're constantly having to ask, okay, how do I communicate this in a way that's meaningful to the other person? And then taking a step back when someone does something. For example, Gen Z has grown up in a very collaborative environment. You know, if we think about Mm -hmm. it, for those of you who have children in your families, when they were in grade school, they were already using. Google drive to collaborate on projects and assignments. And so working together is something that is just native to them. They don't know another way. And in the workforce that can translate to them handing something off or asking you to be involved in something. And as you know, if you are an older generation that can feel like they don't want to do the work and they're delegating it to you. So it can feel like they're pushing things on you, but in reality, it's their collaborative nature. And so I think, you know, you have to ask questions and you have to, you know, stop for a second. And as a PR pro, I have encountered this where the different generations have different ways of handling stuff. And so sometimes, you know, you are not, it's like, do I have to do everything? What? Why are you giving, you know, you want to say that, like, why are you giving this to me? I don't, I'm not going to write this award <laughs> thing for you, but they want you right. to be involved. They want it to be collaborative. They'll jump in with you and do the work, but it's a matter of understanding right. what the ask is. And, and so I myself experienced those challenges where I have to just take a breath and go, Hey, how old is this person? And so then what is their work style compared to what I may have been? It's, yeah. it's not always easy.
0: <laughs> no, no. And, you know, it's just interesting when you think about it, you know, the big picture of it all. Every generation has shared and individual experiences. And I almost feel like it almost seems like a sliding scale of sorts. I don't know, that's not quite the right term, but, yeah. you know, you had the boomers, independent go getters. And then, you know, the silent generation that came after them comes similar. And then I know from my Gen X experience, you know, when we entered the workforce, it was sort of, okay, we're looking to you for the systems and this is how things are done and fold into that technology, right? So when Gen X was entering the workforce, the only new thing that we had to deal with really was, you know, personal computers. We all shared disks, floppy or three and a half. (laughs) And so there was still some kind of sameness. You know, you had the phone. And okay, you didn't even have email yet. Let's even think about that. So then as as each new piece of technology comes in, that also brings to the fore of how do you prefer to be contacted? Well, now we have text, we have Slack, we have email, we have no one likes to call each other. We have all different sorts of things. So it's it's an interesting conglomeration of not just generational outlooks on things, but it's all very much informed by fast changes, and technology, which like you i you know I find it exciting it's it's interesting, I like trying new ways of working i I think sometimes maybe when we hit that wall of you know well why are you giving that to me it's it's more of a not in i know in my cases, it's been not knowing well what are your expectations like am I doing it right am I doing it oh am, am I doing this well enough for you, yeah, kind of paranoia that comes into it. So I I think what you say is spot on, you know, make sure we communicate about each other's needs and expectations and okay, how are we going to approach this project kind of thing.
1: Yeah, and I think, you know, we talk a lot about setting expectations. It and, and in this case, it's communicating what you expect mm-hmm. from the work relationship and checking in. Yeah. And, and even when you have a handle on some of the nuances of each generation, you still have to take into consideration that you should be treating each person as an individual. So I am Generation Jones, but I really have some tendencies from all of the generations. There are some things where I don't look anything like the people or that the framework of my generation. I don't want to say the people because there are other people that look completely different too. You know that you have some boomers that really are more xers and you have yeah. some millennials that you know are more zers or or even more xers. So we mm-hmm. have to understand that while there's this general framework which really those frameworks are constructed around the environment that you grew up in and the the things that influenced yeah. you. But you can still be, you know, for example, there was a zeer that we were working through something and he's like, can I call you? And I was like, on the phone. <laughs> I don't ever talk <laughs> on the phone. And it was, I was like, okay. And it was, you know, and so we think of <laughs> boomers being the one is like, Oh my God, can we just pick up the phone? But in this case, it was a younger right. generation person's like, Hey, let's hop on a call. And I've had that with a lot of younger people. Hey, do you want to hop on a quick call and we get it done and bang it out in 10 minutes and yeah. we're done, which is right. convenient. But I, that's not my first instinct anymore. My instinct is to, you know, slack it out. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Do we have to actually talk? And there's, you know, sometimes there's reasons for that too. I know sometimes I like to have the electronic paper trail of the affirmation of what each person has said, because not, not because it's, it's not coming from a place of mistrust. Sometimes it's coming from a place of, I'm not going to remember everything. So I like to have it somewhere, but no, that's, that's funny. I think too, above all else, I, you know, as you were saying that, I was thinking, what if we didn't label our generations? And what if we were just coworkers? You know, what does it boil down to? You just want to be respectful of each other. Yes. You know, try and be flexible, which our business screams that you be flexible and just coming from a level of, you know, just coming from an understanding. I I, think is is key.
1: You're absolutely right. I think For all of us, and this cuts across the board to every generation, I think the clear message is do not be judgmental or critical of someone else's generation and work style, because that doesn't get us anywhere. Ultimately, we're all playing for the same team and working towards the same goals. And every generation has something to learn from every other generation. So tap into that because this is in my, the richest times to be someone that works, whether it's running your own business or in a traditional company, because we have this opportunity to learn so many different things from so many people. We have, again, the silent generation that's come back to the workforce and the lessons that they can teach us, the knowledge base that they have sometimes having that historical perspective makes what you do it gives it depth it gives it context and it makes it a much mm-hmm. richer experience me personally from those you know retirees that are still working or people that are just older and never left the workforce i am inspired by their resilience i'm inspired by how mm-hmm. calm they are about things you know they've seen enough <laughs> that they just don't get rattled and In many cases, you know, we we want to put them, you know, over in a corner and believe that they are too old to know what's up. And it's you know, it's that's couldn't be further from the truth. And, you know, we have to learn not to be critical of the ways in which people accomplish work, but question our own practices Okay, that's not the way right. that I would do it, but wow, is there something that I can learn from this approach? Is there something I can incorporate? I think one of the dangers to solo PR pros is to get so stuck in our routines and in our way of work that we don't move forward. And, you know, you hear yeah. things like, oh God, you know, millennials or oh God, Gen Z, they don't want to work. And we need to get rid of that. We need to leave that charge to be more accepting yeah. and embrace these generations and learn from them. Honestly, we have, every generation has contributed something to the world of work that we should be grateful for. There's so many yes, things. That I agree. Say. Thank you for this. Thank you. Your generation moved this. And, and hopefully we can see that every generation moves things forward in some way and we're not done if you're still working you're not done it's not too late to make an impact right. it's not too late to help to continue to push the world of work forward
0: no that's so true and it's it's funny i left myself a few years ago i attended i don't know it was a one day seminar one of those you know it was a conference communications conference and um the focus of the keynote was on targeting target marketing to the millennial mom, which was the you know, the hot target demo five or six years ago, and I'm sure still is. Anyway, and they kept saying the millennial mom wants convenience. She wants this. And I just had this laugh to myself and I thought, so does this Gen Xer, but I get where you're coming from. I get it. I get it. But you know, it just it just brought home to me of yes, I realize yes, you're gonna target market to certain aspects of a generation in a society for your product, it makes sense. But we're all pretty similar, right? In yeah. that, yes, we want convenience. We want things to work smoothly. And you can bring that into your workplace. You want to accomplish the same goals. You want fulfillment. It's just really how you go about it and, and what your perceptions are of what that really means. Because that does mean something different in, you know, in small ways. To all of us, but it's—I think it's just a fascinating and exciting time to be working. Like like you said, because what if there's a new way? I mean, going yeah. back to 15, fifteen years ago, when my probably millennial web developer was, you know, introduced me to Basecamp, and oh my goodness, my world was changed. You know, things like that. <laughs> Why would you not use this? Yeah. This is incredible. You know, I, I think it's great if, if we all just come from a place of, look, we want to have common understanding. Isn't it neat if we can learn from each other? This is not a competition. We're, we're here to get a job done and to do it while keeping everyone as sane as possible. <laughs> it's always good. <laughs> and, yeah. and, you know, to do it well. We just want to do good work with good people at the end of the day. Isn't that, isn't that the case? That's, that's my goal.
1: And and in the case of a client I think that I want to remind solos because sometimes I see this I see that people, you know, I used to call it the detox period. You know, you launch a business and it really takes some time to detox from that employee mentality. And we can yeah. sometimes take that into our client relationships where we forget we're not their employee. We it's mm-hmm. a business to business relationship. And so people are afraid to push back or ask questions. And I think rather than being resistant, because that just makes work miserable, ask questions like, okay, wow, here's the way that, that I do it, you know, ex, you yeah. know, share with me, like, why you use this particular process because, and be willing to adapt things. Don't just, and I know it's a pain. It's a pain to adapt new technology. And the longer that you're in this business, the harder that gets, you know, we all go like completely bananas when a beloved tool changes its interface. That is the most frustrating thing because you're so it's (laughs) now it's something you have to think about and you didn't have to think about it. Right. Right there with you. The changes are terrible. And it doesn't mean that you have to keep reinventing everything that you do, but you do need to be willing to listen and understand why somebody who may be of a generation does things differently than you do. And then, you know, find the best practice for both of you because their way may be better. Their way may, may be faster. It may save you time. But if you're resistant to that and immediately think that you're right and they're wrong, then you'll yeah. never learn anything and you will aid yourself out of the workforce.
0: Yes, I think that's the crux of it right there. If you wall yourself in, if you come at this from a, I have to be right, a position of I must be right and my way is the only way, you're really just, you're damaging yourself. You really, really are. And, yeah. and we, we you know, implore you not to do it. I mean, it's not to say, look, certain clients you might have idiosyncrasies of how they like to communicate and you know even as an employee as a solo my my approach has always been hey i'm here to serve you not not to be in servitude to you but i'm here to provide you a service and if this is how you like to do things hey who am i to judge you know so sometimes you do go along to get along in a client relationship if it's reasonable you can try and get them to Come to the bright side of things sometimes, but but you know it's like hey, I, I I'm here to make sure that that you do well. So if this is how that makes you function well, then I'm all for it. But I mean that's not really a generational thing per se. Yeah,
1: that's it's a customer kind of service a, thing, right? I mean, yeah. think about yeah. businesses that maybe you have strayed away from and gone to a different business because they have different ways of making an appointment that make it easier for you. So, you know, maybe let's take a doctor, for instance, you have this doctor and, you know, you're not, it's not this deep relationship, but, you know, it's a doctor, it's convenient, they're, you know, nearby, but there's another doctor equally nearby, equally as personable that you like, and you'd like the option of having telehealth. Dr. A is like, I'm not dealing with this whole new technology thing. You have to come into my office. You have to call and make an appointment. There's no online way to make an appointment. But if you're somebody who wants those options, who are you going to choose? And so to me, it's the same thing as, you know, being, having that willingness to adapt some new things for your clients so that you can give them choices So sometimes that means, you know what? If your clients are on Slack and the teams are communicating on Slack, be adaptable to that. You can set boundaries around that. You know, the one great thing about Slack is that you can set yourself away when you need focus time. You can, you know, sort of encouch boundaries around the types of messages that you want in Slack, like, hey, you know, for longer threads or for things that we need to preserve, you know, some timeline on. Let's use email. You can even just, you know, Slack that like, hey, can we bring this conversation into email? Or hey, you can even hit like a Slack call and call the person up and say, okay, I'm not able to keep up with all the components here. Let's take this over to email. Or let's just have a quick call so that I can take notes and record it. So even when you adapt something, it doesn't mean that you're abandoning something else that you use, but it is about being customer friendly, not in the point that you're changing your entire business. We know who we serve, right. we know who our best fit is, but in an effort to to use an old fashioned term, keep up with the times. <laughs> <laughs> is that old fashioned now? <laughs> It's old fashioned. I mean, you know, I'm older and you know, there are days that I'm just like, oh my God, I don't want to learn one more thing and I'm just ready to can I just retire now? Just, just leave me alone. Me and my dog, we're gonna go off. We're gonna go away to, you know, some mountain retreat and I'm just gonna write.
0: <laughs> but it's sometimes the new shiny is fun. No, but it's it's true. It's like I often say this when I'm talking about marketing and PR in general yes you know the the tactics the tactics haven't changed it's just the tools we use so much like we print advertising became fax blasts became email marketing it's similar with how you work with each other over the years right i mean our goals are still the same the ta- you know the tactics may change but the goals are still the same i think it's the same when you are collaborating with people you know sometimes you know, everyone just has different work styles and they are coming from different backgrounds. And I think the bottom line, if we honor that about each other and, yeah. and come in with a good, flexible, positive attitude, which let's face it, if you were going to be, you know, someone that other people like to work with and not that you need to campaign to be liked, but it sure helps when you're trying to get something done, just play nice with each other learn from each other. Yeah. It's, it's a really, it's an opportunity. You don't look at it as a, a problem. I know there's so many think pieces that like to position us. And I've shared my, you know, I've shared my my uh, share of shared my share. How oh, well, shared my share of Gen X memes. <laughs>
1: yeah. And I mean, it's, but, you,
0: know, you know, that's, that's not in is, the workplace.
1: <laughs> part of it is, you know, if we're all honest with ourselves, it's, a little bit of protecting our territory. You know, there is, yeah. you know, you can feel threatened by any other generation that maybe they sure. are more interested in taking your piece of the pie. And so I think once you remove that and understand that we're sharing the pie because we're working on the same thing and we're working toward the same goals, it can ease it. Yeah. Doesn't mean that you're not going to have bumps yeah. in the road, doesn't mean you're going to. Have not have frustrating days or difficult conversations, and you know, and there is going to be people that are difficult to work with because they're difficult, and it has nothing to do with their generation. So let's not blame an entire generation. Difficult behavior. I say when you are working with clients that are difficult or toxic, you need to start moving them out of your space because nobody has time for that today. It's life is too short. Work should. Energize you, which should be something you enjoy. Thank you, Gen Zers, for reinforcing that. That work should have yeah. value to you. So, yeah, yeah. difficult people, whole different discussion.
0: <laughs> yes, that, exactly, exactly. It's not to say that you have to force a relationship that is unhealthy for you, or put up with people who are just, you know, working in a damaging way. Yeah, we don't Agreed. want that at all. But what we do want is that for you to get value out of our time together. And we hope we hope this was a, a thought-provoking discussion. And, you know, we'd love to hear your experiences. So please do visit soloprpro.com and let us know what your experience is with cross-generational work in the workplace or as a solo with your clients and colleagues. And until next time, thanks for listening to That Solo Life.